Hi, welcome back to Idgits and Asputs. I'm Rochelle. I'm Lynn, and today we are talking about Season 6, Episode 4, called Weekend at Bobby's. I love this episode. So I, you know, I had only seen this episode one time before, so I forgot how funny it was. Yeah. I, yeah. like, didn't remember how funny it was, but I kind of remembered bits and pieces of what had happened. Yeah. And so, yeah, that was kind of... I, 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 yeah, it was good. And as I watched it, I, like, remembered a lot more than what I thought I had, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, well, we start out one year ago. We're at Bobby's house. He's doing a summoning spell. Suddenly, Crowley is there. Crowley says, been making merry, have we? Bobby says, bite me. <laughs> Crowley says, if that's your thing. That swan dive out of Sam's was a thing of beauty. Uh, no, that, some, that swan dive of Sam's <laughs> was a thing out of beauty. Sam. <laughs> Who swan dived out of Sam? <laughs> 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 right out <laughs> who does that <laughs> I don't know sounds weird it does um, sound weird okay. uh, he says tens all the way around standing out from the Romanian judge you should be proud Bobby as deaths go it wasn't too shabby cheer up mate we just saved the sodding world together me I've been celebrating Bobby says hate to see what you call celebrating Crowley says yes you would <laughs> Bobby holds up a beer and says, drink? Crowley says, no. Bobby says, let me get this straight. We saved the sodding world together, and you're too good to drink with me? Crowley says, obviously, and I doubt you have my brand. Bobby says, what's your poison, your highness? Crowley says, Craig, aged 30 years, or aged 30 years at least. Been drinking it since grade school. Bobby says, well, I got gut rot for you. That's not what he says. Bobby says, well, I got old gut rot, age six days. Crowley says, a swill like that is going to burn a hole in your soul. Oh, sorry, my soul. But that's why you called our little deal. Bobby says, yeah, well, it's about time you hold up your end and give it back. Crowley says, give it back. Bobby says, our deal was, we ice Lucifer, you rip, up, you rip up the lease. Crowley says, oh, you didn't read your contract. Bobby says, the hell are you talking about contract? Crowley snaps his fingers and painful writing appears on Bobby's arms. Crowley says, paragraph 18, subsection B, which is on your naughty bits. <laughs> I only have to make the best effort to give you back your soul. Bobby says, meaning what? Crowley says, meaning I'd like to, but I can't. Crowley says, you lying sack of. Crowley says, 10 years, you come to daddy. Till then, I suggest you start drinking the good stuff. Bobby says, I'd figured you'd say that, so you can rot here till you change your mind. Crowley says, why? Because you asked nicely? Bobby says, no, because I'm going to dateline in your ass. Nope, that's not what he says. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be an interesting thing for him to say, though. <laughs> this is how this recording's going to go. <laughs> like, oh, man. <laughs> You and me both, I'm sure. <laughs> we are not feeling well. So, no. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, we're sorry. Okay. He says, I'm going Dateline on your ass, <laughs> not in your ass. <laughs> there's, there's, there's no inside asses. Okay. So, I mean, there are people being asked to get out of asses at certain points, but. <laughs> right. That's true. <laughs> so Bobby turns off the lights and we see Crowley standing in the middle of a glowing devil's trap. Crowley says, I hope that's paint. <laughs> really? What am I going to do? Crowley whistles and a hellhound growls right in Bobby's face. Crowley says, doggy breath. Bracing, isn't it? Bobby gags. 
Crowley, <laughs> Crowley says, balls in your court, Robert. Ten years of living or ten years of Alpo. Bobby scratches some of the devil's trap paint off with a knife and says, this isn't over. Crowley says, I wouldn't have it any other way. Happy hunting. And he leaves. So we cut to a playground in Kenosha, Wisconsin, present day. Sam and Dean are checking out a dead body with a giant hole in its chest. Sam says, no EMF. Find anything in there? Dean says, yeah, I got some kind of claw. Sam says, what in the hell has a claw like that? Dean says, that's a good question. So Dean calls Bobby, but the phone just rings. Sam says, maybe he's in the can. <laughs> Bobby finally picks up and Dean says, what happened? Fall and can't get up? Bobby says, hilarious. What's up? Dean says, we're in Wisconsin. Six bodies, chest cracked wide open. No EMF, no sulfur, no hex bags. We did find this though. Hang on. Dean takes a pick of the claw and sends it to Bobby. Dean says, all right, check your wang. Okay, I didn't get that reference. Check your wang. Do you understand that? I don't know. I didn't think he said wang. I thought he said like aim or something. I don't know. I wasn't really like paying super attention to the subtitles at that point though. Well, that's what the subtitle said. Maybe the subtitles got it wrong because I was like, check your wang. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds sketchy. <laughs> I, know. I was like, I don't get that's it. That's where the soul part of this contract is. <laughs> that's right. Huh? Yeah. I don't know. I... Maybe it's like an old, here, I'm going to see if I can look it up. You're going to search Wang? You're just going to search Wang? Yeah, no, I'm not going to do that. Never mind. <laughs> I lied. <laughs> I didn't think that one through. <laughs> Whatever, okay. Yeah, okay. I mean, I would assume maybe it's like a email or something, you know, like Gmail or yeah. Yahoo or something. Or somebody with the subtitles was having fun. <laughs> This is true. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Okay. I thought they, I wasn't paying attention, but it sounded like they said like aim or something like that. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Sometimes they get the subtitles wrong. So, yeah. so Bobby looks at the picture on his old ass computer and says, that's a new one. Dean says, yeah, we need an ID ASAP. Things on a rampage. Call as soon as you dig something up. Bobby says, Dean, I'm a little busy. Dean says, kick Bo Derek out of your bathtub. We got a case. Bobby says, I'll call you back. So Bobby does some research, but doesn't find anything. He says, balls. <laughs> we cut to Bobby driving past a pretty neighbor lady. She smiles and waves at him. He waves back. Bobby goes to the Sioux Falls library, but it's locked because it's after hours. So he breaks into the library. He gets a window open and falls to the floor and says, balls. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of balls happening. There's a lot of balls in this episode. So It's great. Yeah. <laughs> I love Bobby. <laughs> I know. So he gets back into his car with the, with the book, but the engine won't start. He says, come on, balls. <laughs> he finally gets home after 1 a.m. and starts reading his book. The hours go by and we see him taking no-dos and drinking coffee. Then sometime after, Sam, um, uh, no, then sometime after 5 a.m., he calls Dean and says, you're hunting a Lamia. It's a monster. Juices hearts, chugs of blood. Never heard of, the, uh, never heard of one popping up outside Greece, though. Dean says, it looks like this freak is immigrating, snacking on cheese heads. How do we gank it? Bobby says, there's a couple of ways. Easiest is a silver knife blessed by a padre. Dean says, got it. And Dean hangs up. Bobby says, you're welcome. Then from downstairs, we hear a female demon yell, hey, I'm still here. Bobby goes downstairs and she says, hey there, cranky. You were gone so long. I just assumed alcoholic coma. She's tied to a chair. Bobby says, where were we? She says, your soul. 
Bobby says, right, talk. She says, look at you, all in a rush. Foreplay gets you more play. Her eyes are demon red, so we know she's a crossroads demon. Bobby says, I want Crowley's name, his real name, back when he was flesh and blood. She says, does tying demons up make you feel better about that time you killed your wife? Bobby grabs a big bag, and she says, what's that? Bobby says, you don't recognize them? They're yours. He dumps whatever's in the bag out into a bucket and then lights a blowtorch. She says, it won't work. It's a myth. Bobby says, then you got nothing to worry about. Bobby lights whatever he dumped out of his bag um, on fire, and part of the demon burns. She screams and says, I can't. You don't know what he'll, what he'll do to me. Bobby says, right now, you worry about me. She says, you don't get it. He's the king. Bobby burns her some more and says, king of the crossroads. I heard the speech. She says, no, king of hell. Then the doorbell rings. She says, you going to get that or what? Mm. Bobby, <laughs> what? It's just, uh, just the whole, uh, are you going to get that? <laughs> yeah. Can you just like stop burning me for a second? I know, your like, doorbell, please. <laughs> please go answer your door. So that yeah. way you can leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. So Bobby goes upstairs and looks through the peephole. It's the pretty blonde neighbor. She's fixing her hair. Bobby checks his breath and then opens the door. He yeah. says, Marcy. She says, Bobby Singer, how long have we been neighbors? Bobby says, six months. Marcy says, well, don't you think it's time you welcomed me to the neighborhood? She holds out a casserole dish and says, my famous ginger peach cobbler. Take a whiff. Seriously, I'm a genius. Bobby takes a whiff. Then from the basement, they hear the demon yelling, somebody help me. Bobby says, um, it's some stupid horror flick. It's a guilty pleasure. Marcy says, oh, I love scary movies. Have you seen Drag Me to Hell? <laughs> too soon, Marcy, yeah. too soon. <laughs> Bobby says, trying to avoid it. Marcy says, but it's fantastic. Saturday, seven o'clock, my house. I'll fix you dinner and I'll whip up a batch of my white chocolate popcorn and we'll watch it. Deal? Bobby, Bobby says, that sounds super, Marcy, but uh, she says, okay, no worries. But one other thing. Uh, my wood chipper. It's a piece of crap, you know. It just broke down on me, and I hear that you're quite handy. Maybe you could come over and take a look. You know, just whatever. Come Bobby. look at my wood chipper. <laughs> come look at my wood chipper. Why do you think Bobby says no to going over and watching a scary movie? Like, I half wonder if it... Okay, so I have a lot of theories about this, actually. So I'm kind of wondering if it's like, okay, but like you're not my wife, like, if he's still, like, not over his wife dying. Yeah, that could or be. Or it could be that he doesn't know what to do, so he says no. <laughs> or my favorite theory is that he just doesn't get it. <laughs> he's like, I don't, why, why, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Because she is trying really hard here, and like, it's super cute. super obvious, you know? Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Um, Bobby says, I'll see what I can do. So they awkwardly shake hands, and she says, okay, see you soon. Bobby closes the door and goes back downstairs. The crossroad demon says, oh, she sounds nice. Are you going to make sweet love to her before you stab her to death? Bobby, that was your usual... That was... <laughs> that is your usual thing, right? Bobby grabs the blowtorch and burns whatever is in the bucket some more, which burns her. He yells, I want Crowley's name now. She says, okay, okay, McLeod, Fergus McLeod. I swear we call him Lucky the Leprechaun behind his back. <laughs> Bobby says, McLeod Scottish, Einstein. She says, you got what you want. Now send me back. But Bobby 
pours lighter fluid on whatever he's burning. She says, no, we had a deal. Bobby says, gave it my best effort. And then he burns her while she screams. So we cut to some time later. Bobby's phone rings. Bobby says, hey there, Garth. What do you got? I never heard of a vamp doing that. Doesn't sound like our kind of thing. Drop a dime to the FBI. Okay, have we met Garth yet? No, but I love Garth. I love Garth too. So, okay, I wasn't sure. I didn't think we had met we had met him yet, but no, uh, this is the first time that he's mentioned. So we okay. know he's like. By the time that we meet him, we know he's been around. I think for a little bit. Yeah, but okay. not a ton of time. I think. I think we meet him somewhat soon, don't we? In the next couple seasons, I think. Yeah, yeah. I want to say like season seven, but I'm just pulling that out of my butt, so I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Uh, do, 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 do. drop a dime to the FBI. So we cut to Bobby's FBI phone ringing. Bobby says, Willis, FBI. No, Garth, not me. The FBI. The real FBI. How are you still alive? <laughs> then we get a montage of all of Bobby's law enforcement phones ringing. In one phone call, he says, of course she's one of ours. If she said she's got to dig that grave up, you better, you better damn well let her. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Then someone knocks on Bobby's door. It's Rufus. Yay! I love Rufus. <laughs> I love Rufus, too. I just I was... love, like, all the lines that they give him. He's so funny. Yeah, I'm so happy to see him here. <laughs> Rufus says, oh, good, you're home. Listen, you got to help me bury a body. <laughs> they go outside. I would hope that I could show up to your house if I ever needed to and be like, listen, you're home. Great. Help me. You know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Same. Yeah, I'd totally help you. That's so funny. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) So they go outside, and Bobby says, "Why'd you bring it here?" Rufus says, "The law is on my tail." Was uh, what was your guess? What they got lucky? Bobby says, "Yeah," or you're getting slow. Rufus says, "Oh, I'm getting slow." Yeah, says Mister. Sits on his ass all day taking calls. They go to Rufus's truck bed, and Rufus uncovers the body of a young woman. Bobby says, "Vamp shifter? What?" Rufus says, "None of the above." Rufus opens up her mouth, and we see lots of extra teeth. Bobby says, Okami, where did you ship it? Rufus says, get this, Billings. Bobby says, only time I ever saw one was in Japan. Rufus says, duh, no one's ever seen one of these except in Japan. Mm-hmm. Bobby says, for what it's worth, Sam and Dean are tracking a Lamia in Wisconsin. Rufus says, get out. I thought they never leave Greece. Bobby <laughs> says, monsters lately. Is it me, or is it weird? Rufus says, yeah, well, it's definitely something. So you got a shovel? But Bobby's got a digger. As he's using it, Rufus says, man, I know what I want for Hanukkah. <laughs> he's drop- like, got a little, like, he's having a little moment over that little backhoe thing. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. <laughs> Ooh, you know, like- <laughs> I need one of those, yep. Boys and their toys, man. <laughs> yep. So they drop the body in the hole, and Rufus says, so the son of a bitch's name is Fergus McLeod? Bobby says, that son of a bitch is, uh, Bobby says, that's the son of a bitch's name. Rufus says, where are you going to look? Bobby says, Scotland. Crowley lets slip that he likes Craig. It's, uh, Rufus says, it's scotch, only made and, uh, only made and sold in a tiny area on the north tip of Caithness County. It's peaty and sharp with a long finish of citrus and tobacco notes. Bobby stares at him. Rufus says, what? What am I, a heathen? (laughs) Yeah, I know what Craig is. Bobby says, well, I got a hunch that that's where Crowley lived and died, back when he was a human, a few hundred years before he got the big squeeze in hell and came out a demon. Rufus says, you know I got contacts over there. I can make a few calls. Bobby says, I ain't asking for no help. 
Rufus says, I'm not asking for your permission, which I really love that exchange. What? You know, that oh, whole that, thing. I'm not asking for your help, but you're going, you're, you're not asking for my help. But I'm going to give it to you whether you like it or not. <laughs> yeah. I just, I, I really like that. I thought that was really sweet of Rufus. Yeah. And you don't see him being sweet. Like sweet's not something you'd ever call Rufus. So, no. Yeah. I mean, no, not, I wouldn't call him sweet, but he is a fairly thoughtful person. Yeah. I don't know. I I just remember him being surly and grumpy and pissy pants unless he's, you know, drinking his favorite drink. Yeah, but he's like calculated. You know, like everything he does is for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I that's like true. to think that he, you know, like is he's got a good heart behind it and it's not just him like he's not just grumpy, like he just makes you work for it a little yeah. bit, you know. Yeah, I could see that. So we cut to some time later, Rufus is gone, and Bobby's about to cut into the peach cobbler when Dean calls and asks, what's another way to kill a Lamia? Bobby says, what happened to the silver knife blessed by a priest? Uh, we see that Dean is standing over a, a dead priest. <laughs> Dean says, it didn't work out. What's plan B? We see Sam getting thrown around in the background behind Dean. Then someone knocks on Bobby's door and yells, police. Dean says, come on, Bobby, get the lead out. Get the lead out. That's what he says. Come on, Bobby, get the lead out. Bobby says, where are you? Dean says, a church, a rectory. Bobby asks, is there a kitchen? Dean says, yeah. Bobby says, find salt and rosemary. The policeman yells, open up, singer. Bobby opens the door, and there's a man standing there with Sheriff Jody Mills. Yay, Jody! I love Jody. <laughs> I love her. The man says, Mr. Singer, I'm Agent Adams. I believe you know Sheriff Mills. Bobby points to the phone and says, it's my mom, just a sec. Dean says, Rosemary, I got it. Bobby says, great, great. Now blend the herbs and saute over a high heat. Cook well. <laughs> we see Dean throw the herbs onto the lamia and pulls the oven out of the wall. Dean says, Sammy, fire in the hole. Dean lights the lamia <laughs> on fire. <laughs> fire in the hole! <laughs> it's like, yeah, yep. just cook this thing. It's fine. Just cook it. Yep. <laughs> Bobby says, okay, great. Enjoy the roast, Mom. Bobby hangs up and sees that the agent and Jody are in the house behind him. Agent Adams holds up a sketch of Rufus and asks, have you seen this man? Rufus Turner, a.k.a. Luther Vandross, a.k.a. Reuben Stoddard. Bobby says, no, never seen that dick. <laughs> Agent Adams says, how do you know he's a dick? Bobby says, lucky guess. Agent Adams says, funny, because I got a couple of guys working the highway, so they saw him pull in here carrying a body. Bobby says, well, that's ridiculous. Look, it's a work day. I got a, the agent says, we're just going to want to take a look around. Bobby says, you got a warrant, Sonny? The agent says, do I need one, sir? Jody says, okay, fellas, put the rulers away. Zip up. <laughs> Look, Bobby. I totally want to use that line at some point. I know. <laughs> and I've yet to have, a, like, an instance where I could use that. Because let's be real, that'll diffuse the situation quite quickly. You oh, know, yeah. Because the two people that are having the, you know, little tiff with who if there is other people around will think it's hilarious and so it'll kind of like just get rid of the situation altogether you know? yeah you're right also it's hilarious um jody says look bobby here's kind of a crank he ain't what you'd call a fan of big brother me and him how long have i been arresting you now what 10 years bobby says thereabouts jody says yeah we got a history so what do you say you just let me scope the place out is that okay you can just wait outside 
The agent says, five minutes. Jody says, great. The agent leaves. Bobby says, why did you send him outside? Jody says, I didn't think you'd want him in here. Bobby says, I don't. I got a body in the basement. Jody says, my point. Bobby says, yeah, but I got another body buried in the yard. <laughs> Jody says, damn it. She peeks out the front window and says, he's not there. Bobby says, balls. So okay, they go walking well, outside. Huh? No, I was going to say that scene kind of reminds me of, have you ever seen Arsenic and Old Lace? No, I haven't. Oh, it's so hilarious. So do you know the, like, the kind of gist of the story, though? Huh. Okay, so essentially there's these two old ladies that are killing people that okay. they think that they're, it's like they kill old men with no family and no home, that sort of stuff, because they think they're, like, helping them, right? And then okay. they bury all of their their bodies in the basement. And then this the sketchy brother to the one guy who played, or played by Cary Grant, he, Cary Grant isn't the sketchy guy, it's Cary Grant's character's brother, um, is like a mass murderer and comes in with like a body or something and is like trying to hide it somewhere in the house because he's on the run from the cops and blah, 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 blah. The whole thing is a comedy. It's hilarious. And so, but they're trying to not get the ants, you know, because they're not malicious, they're, but they're trying to keep the ants from getting in trouble, you know? Mm -hmm. And so they're like, oh yeah, you know, because they have no, they're just like, telling everybody, you know, that they're like, oh yeah, we've got bodies in our basement. And then he's like, let's bring your bodies up from the basement and I'll bring mine down to the attic and we're all gonna go to, you know, like, woo oh, yeah. Like, okay. It just kind of, I, during that scene, I kind of had a moment of like arsenic and old lace. You bring your bodies up from the basement. I'll bring mine down to the cellar and everybody's gonna have a party, you know? <laughs> uh -huh. <laughs> I totally want to watch that movie. You've it's talked about hilarious. it before. You, I, you would love it. Okay, I'll rent it. Um, okay, so they go walking outside, and Agent Adams comes up to them and says, Mr. Singer, come with me, please. He leads them to a wet area of the ground that looks vaguely dug up. Um, it's the hole where they buried the body. Adams says, you mind explaining this? Bobby says, what, you've never had a septic tank explode on you? I got it pretty well cleaned up, but watch where you step. Yeah. Gross. So, yeah. we, so we cut to Rufus driving his truck on the phone with Bobby, who says, get back here. Rufus says, get back. I'm two states over, Bobby. Bobby says, the Okami ain't dead. Rufus says, of course it is. Bobby asks, did you use a bamboo dagger? Rufus says, yeah. Bobby says, blessed by a Shinto priest. Rufus says, I'm not an imbecile, Bobby. Bobby asks, did you stab him seven times? Rufus says, five times. Bobby says, it's seven. Rufus says, no, I'm pretty sure it's five. Bobby says, well, clearly it's seven times. The damn <laughs> hole is empty. What was it feeding on when you found it? Rufus says, single white females while they slept. So we cut to Marcy in her house. She's locking the house up for the night. Suddenly Bobby is in her house. She screams and then says, Bobby? He says, where's your bedroom? And she points. He busts in there and checks under the bed and in the closet. She says, Bobby, I'm trying to keep my cool here, but what are you doing in my house with a shotgun? Bobby yeah. asks, have you seen anything weird? Marcy says, you mean besides you? Then she looks behind Bobby and gasps. Up in the corner of the room by the ceiling is the Okami. It jumps on Bobby. It throws Bobby out the window and jumps out after him. They fight, and Bobby accidentally turns on the wood chipper. The Okami tries to push him into it. Marcy comes out and screams, Bobby, no, look out. But Bobby pushes the Okami into it instead. He turns the wood chipper off and says to Marcy, I uh, thought your chipper was broken. 
Then we see that Marcy is covered in blood. She was like head to toe. (laughs) Face is covered. Yeah. She says, I just said that to get you over here. Bobby says, I just wanted attention and now I'm scared. (laughs) Bobby says, Oh, well, I guess I could come over for dinner some night. Might be fun. Marcy says, I don't think so. Too little too late, homie. (laughs) Yep. Bobby says, Story of my life. So we cut to the morning. Bobby's on the phone with Rufus, who says, You're still alive, huh? Bobby says, don't act so surprised. Rufus says, how about Godzilla? Bobby says, put her down. Rufus says, you just happen to have a bamboo dagger blessed by a Shinto priest around? <laughs> Bobby says, wood chipper. <laughs> Rufus says, oh, okie dokie, wood chipper. That pretty much trumps everything. I mean, it's true. You could probably kill just about anything with a wood chipper. Exactly. You know, like, uh, if it's in a billion pieces, it, yeah, it's not going to be, it's not going to yep. make it, you know? <laughs> Yep. Liquefied. <laughs> Rufus says, listen, uh, Bobby, uh, thank you. I screwed up. Bobby says, forget it. I figure I still owe you one more than you owe me. Rufus says, all righty, then add one more thing to the list. I got a lead on your boy Crowley, a.k.a. Fergus Roderick McLeod, born in Canesbury. Uh, nope. Born in Canis Bay, Scotland, 1661. Bobby says, great. I don't know what that's going to get me. Rufus says, all right, then, behind door number two, Bob, Crowley had a son. Bobby says, did he now? Rufus says, name of Gavin. Um, That's not what he says. Rufus says, name's Gavin. Moved across the pond after his parents bit it. Captain a trading ship that went down to Massachusetts in 1723. A couple of Costa wannabes found the wreck 30 years ago. Bobby asks, they fish out the bones? Rufus says, no, no, they did find his signet ring, though. It's part of the treasure from the deep exhibit at the Maritime Museum in Andover. Bobby says, I need that ring. Rufus says, oh, are you uh, asking me for my help, Bob? Bobby? Bobby says, I'm asking for a ring. I'd appreciate your help getting it. Rufus laughs and says, I'm way ahead of you, brother. I'm headed for Andover now. Should be there around midnight. You're um, thinking hostage exchange, aren't you? I mean, get the ring, you can summon Junior's ghost. Get the ghost, you can swap Crowley, his son, for your soul. Bobby says, something like that. Rufus says, let's hope that works out. So we cut to nighttime. Bobby is finally about to try the peach cobbler. When the phone rings, the caller ID says, John P. Jones. Bobby says, Dean, you all right? Dean says, yeah, the Lamia is grilled up just fine. Bobby says, I sense a butt coming on. Dean says, it's Sam, Bobby. It's just, he's different you know, and I get it. You go through something like that and you change, but something's not right to me. Bobby's phone beeps and Bobby says, Dean. Dean says, about that year, you saw him and I didn't. Bobby says, Dean, I got another call. Dean says, you what? Bobby says, just hang on. I got to take this. It's important. Dean says, more important than Sam? Bobby clicks over and says, Rufus? Rufus is being chased by the cops. (laughs) He says, the good news is I snagged the ring. However, (laughs) Bobby says, tell me that ain't. Rufus says, yeah, three guesses, and one of them ain't the paramedics. Listen, Bobby, I got to stash the ring. Bobby says, don't swallow it. Rufus says, right, I'm swallowing it, Bobby. Bobby says, (laughs) like, don't do it. Okay, I'm doing it. (laughs) Yep. Bobby says, don't swallow it, but Rufus gulps and then grunts. Bobby says, damn it. A cop says, hands where I can see them. Rufus says, whoa, that is unnecessary force. (laughs) Bobby clicks back over to Dean. Bobby says, you still there, Dean? Dean says, Bobby, what the hell? Bobby says, sorry. Dean says, you know, you are the one person that I can talk to about this stuff, about Sam, about leaving Lisa and Ben. I mean, I don't even know which way is up right now. Bobby, hello? 
Bobby says, I hear you, son. It just ain't a good time. Dean says, yeah, okay, you know what? Forget it. I mean, I'm burying my soul like a friggin' girl here, and you got stuff to do, so that's, that's fine. Seriously, though, a little selfish. It's not all about you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> too soon, Dean, too soon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bobby says, where's your brother? Dean says, outside. Bobby says, get him. Bobby pours himself a drink. And, he is and, pissed. <laughs> yeah, Bobby's 1,000% done. He's like, He's I like, am over this right now. Yeah. Bobby pours himself a drink, and Dean says, so you're on speaker, Bobby. Bobby says, Sam, Dean, I love you like my own. I do. But sometimes you two are the whiniest, most self-absorbed sons of bitches I ever met. I'm selfish? Me? I do everything for you. Everything. You need some lore scrounged up? You need your asses pulled out of the fire? You need someone to bitch to about each other? You call me and I come through every damn time. And what do I get for it? Jack with a side of squat. Dean says, Bobby. But Bobby says, do I sound like I'm done? No, look. <laughs> I am not finished. You <laughs> shut up. <laughs> now look, I know you got issues. God knows I know. But I got a newsflash for you. You ain't the center of the universe. Now, it may have slipped your mind that Crowley owns my soul and the meter is running and I will be damned if I'm going to sit around and be damned. <laughs> so how about you two sack up and help me for once? Bobby says, or Sam says, Bobby, all you got to do is ask. Dean says, anything you need, we're there. So we cut to daytime. Bobby meets up with Jody Mills. Jody says, got a call from Marcy Ward. Seems she had a little home invasion. Told her I'd look into it. Didn't bother filing a report. Bobby says, thanks. I need a favor. Jody says, Luther Vandross turn up? Tell him I'm a fan. Bobby says, his real name is Rufus Turner. He's being held in Andover, Massachusetts on a burglary charge. I need you to get him extradited here. Jody says, extradited for what? Bobby says, murder. Jody laughs and then says, oh, you're not joking. Bobby shakes his head. Jody says, do you have any idea what it takes to extradite a prisoner? I need a court order, permission from the DA, I would have to call in every marker I got and hand out a few just to boot. Bobby says, so you're saying there's a chance. Jody says, if by some miracle we can get him, then what? Then your pal's here on a murder charge. How are you going to get him out from under that one? Bobby says, let me handle the B-side. Jody laughs and says, I like you, Bobby, but this could nuke my career. Bobby says, look, I've done a lot for this town. Some you know about, some you don't. And I'm not real good at this whole asking for help thing, but Jody says, I'm sorry, Bobby, I can't and she drives away. So we cut to some time later. Bobby's about to drink some whiskey when someone knocks on the door. It's Jody with Rufus. Rufus says, miss me? To Jody, Bobby says, how did you? Uh, Jody says, don't ask. You got one hour, and then I call the feds and tell them he busted out. Bobby says, thanks. Jody says, if I lose my job over this, I am taking it out of your ass, and she leaves. To Rufus, Bobby says, tell me the ring is still inside your stomach. Rufus pulls it out of a pocket. Bobby says, I'll go boil, boil some water. Like, ew. <laughs> yeah, I am not touching that. Like, oh, that's disgusting. Yep. Rufus says, what? So we cut to Bobby doing a spirit summoning spell with the ring. A spirit appears. Bobby says, Gavin McLeod? Gavin says, is this hell? Bobby says, that's going to depend on you. You're Fergus McLeod's boy? Gavin nods. Bobby says, you and me are going to have a nice long chat. So we cut to Bobby doing another summoning spell. Suddenly Crowley is there. Bobby says, well, you look like a hammered crap. Crowley says, and you're a vision, as always. Crowley looks up and sees the devil's trap painted on the ceiling above him. Crowley says, don't we both know how this game ends? 
really. You got to know that when to fool them. Bobby says, word on the street is that ever since Lucifer went to the pokey, you're the big kahuna downstairs. <laughs> Crowley says, I see you've been reading the trades. The Bobby pokey. says. I laugh every time. Every time what? Every time somebody's like, yeah, they went to the pokey. You know, like. For, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know why that term for jail just like tickles my fancy, but it does. Like, yeah. Mm. Okay. Bobby says, trouble in paradise? Crowley says, mate, you have no idea. I thought when I got the corner office, I thought it was all going to be rainbows and two-headed puppies. But if I'm being honest, it's been hell. Bobby says, thought that was the point. Crowley says, you know what the problem with demons is? Bobby says, they're demons. Crowley says, exactly. Evil, lying prats, the whole lot of them. And stupid. Try to show them a new way, a better way. And what do you get? Bugger all. You know, there's days that I think Lucifer's whole uh, spike anything with black eyes plan wasn't half bad. Hmm, feels good to get it off my chest. We should make this a thing. Bobby says, do I look like Dr. Phil to you? Crowley says, a little. I mean, he kind of does. <laughs> he kind of does. <laughs> a little bit. Anywho, obviously not here for a social call, so on with it. Uh, I'll save you the recap. In fact, I'll do the shorthand for you. I want my soul back, Idget. He points to himself and says, afraid not. He points to Bobby and says, but I'm surly and I got a beard. Gimme. Blah, blah, blah. Homespun corn pone insult. Witty retort from yours truly. And the bottom line is, you get bupkis. Are we done? Bobby says, I'm just getting started. And he looks over at Gavin, who Crowley has not noticed until now. Crowley says, Gavin, is that you? It's been so long. I love you so. And then Crowley laughs and says, sorry, your soul for my boy. Is that it? I got to give you credit for thinking outside the box on that one. But problem is, I loathe the little bastard. You want to torture him? Let me pull up a chair and watch. Hell, burn his bones. Send him down to me. We can have a family reunion. That right, son? You picked the wrong bargaining chip this time. Bobby says, he ain't a chip. I was just using him to dig up dirt on you. And since Gavin hates you maybe even more than you hate him, he was more than happy to squawk. Crowley says, what did you tell him, son? Gavin says, everything. And then Gavin flickers away. Bobby says, I know it all now, Fergus. Now, you may be king of the dirtbags here, but in life, you were nothing but a two-bit tailor who sold a soul in exchange for an extra three inches below the belt. <laughs> Crowley says, well, I'm not yep. <laughs> Crowley says, just trying to hit double digits. <laughs> so you got a glimpse behind the curtain, and Bobby says, and now I know where you're planted. He throws Crowley a phone. Dean says, hiya, Crowley. Crowley says, Dean, it's been a long time. We should get together. Dean says, sure, we'll have to do that when I get back. Crowley says, back? Dean says, yeah, me and Sam, we've gone international. In fact, we're in your neck of the woods. We see Sam and Dean in a cemetery, standing over a grave that they've dug up. Dean says, did you really used to wear a skirt? Crowley says, a kilt. I had very athletic calves. What's the game? Dean says, dominoes. In fact, we just dug yours up. Crowley says, this is ridiculous. The whole burning bones things is a myth. Bobby says, I know an employee of yours who disagree. And we get a flashback to the crossroad demon chick that Bobby had in the basement. The stuff he was burning was the demon's bones. Crowley says, that's where she got to. Bobby says, you demons, you think you're something special, but you're just spirits. Twisted, perverted, evil spirits. But end of the day, you're nothing but ghosts with an ego. We torture bones, you go up in flames. Dean flicks his zippo and says, you hear that, Crowley? That's me flicking my bick for you. 
<laughs> to which I lol. Yep. Pavi says, your bones for my soul. Going once, going twice. Crowley throws the phone away and says, bollocks. He raises a hand and writing appears on Bobby's arms and then disappears. Bobby says, you can go ahead and leave in the part about my legs. Pleasure doing business with you. Crowley says, now, if you don't mind. And he looks at the devil's trap on the ceiling. So we cut to Sam and Dean waiting by the bones. Crowley walks up with a bag and says, I believe those are mine. Dean says, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, maybe I'll just napalm your ass anyhow. Sam says, Dean, he's a dick, but a deal's a deal. Crowley says, I don't need you to fight my battles for me, Moose. Get bent. <laughs> I think that's our first moose, too, isn't it? Oh, I thought maybe it was our second moose. I'm not sure. I bet it, it'll be show up in the interesting facts. Yeah. Yeah. So Crowley puts his bones in his bag and says, now, if you'll excuse me, I have a little hell to raise. And he teleports away. So he cuts to the boys driving and talking on the phone to Bobby. Bobby says, I appreciate you boys lending me a hand. Dean says, hey, anytime we get, or, hey, anytime we get a punk Crowley works for us. Bobby says, still, knowing how much you love flying the friendly skies, I guess a nine-hour plane trip had, was no picnic. What'd you do, drink your way through it? Dean says, I was fine. Sam says, no, he white-knuckled his way through four puke bags. <laughs> he literally just threw them right under the bus, like, don't even care, ha, 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 you puked the whole time. Yep. <laughs> Dean says, well, at least I was sober. Some nut job decided to try something. I was ready. I had a fork. Exactly. Bobby laughs and says, listen, um, about the things I said earlier, I was in a tough spot. And I guess it was, Sam says, you were right, Bobby. We take you for granted. Dean says, you've been cleaning up our messes for years. Without you, I don't even want to think about where me and Sam would have ended up. Bobby smiles and says, okay, then let's roll credits on this chick flick. You boys have a safe flight and uh, try some of the local grub. I hear it's exotic. Dean says, oh yeah, definitely we are. I hear they have an olive garden. Bobby rolls his eyes and hangs up. Then he finally sits down with the peach cobbler. Before he can take a bite, his FBI phone rings. He answers it. Willis? Yeah, he is. One of our best agents, in fact. End credits. Okay, so my thoughts for this one. <laughs> okay, watching Bobby speak Latin is always just, like, hilarious to me. It just doesn't sound right, you know, because he's so just, like, you know, I don't know. It's, like, something about how he talks when yeah. he says it. It's, like, there's no – okay, here's what it is. You know how, like, when people try and speak a language but they don't have the right accent for it? Yeah. It just sounds weird. Like, that's what it is to me, I think, is it's just, he just doesn't, like, he doesn't say things, like, with the accent. Mm-hmm. And so, it, it's just like, ha, 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 redneck speaking Latin, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is weird. Which, I don't know. I think it's hilarious, though, too. Like, it, it's just, it's always strange for me, though. I always sit there and I'm like, huh, you know? Yeah. <laughs> He speaks any other language. Um, also, okay, they totally take Bobby for granted. Like, oh my god, they do. Hundred percent, you know. And you can't like, you feel bad for Bobby, but it's like, and you know that's his job, and like, obviously he likes to be helpful to an extent, or else he wouldn't do it. But like, the poor guy doesn't get any rest. Like I, at the very end, when he's like just trying to eat his cobbler, like he spends like there's like three different times where he'll like get it out of the fridge, and then 
somebody calls and so he has to leave it and then he'll like get it on a plate and then somebody calls and so he has to eat it or he can't yeah. eat it. And I wonder how many hunters he helps. You know what I mean? How many hunters he does that for him. Yeah. I mean, they seem like a pretty tight knit community, you know, like obviously, but it's interesting because sometimes the boys well, in like later seasons, I don't know if they have, have they, well, yeah, I mean, they've met like Joe and everything, but like they don't, there's a lot of hunters that they do meet that they don't know who they are, you know, mm-hmm. but then there's also a lot of them that they do. So it's kind of like, okay, like, is there like certain, like how many Bobbies are there, you know? <laughs> yeah, totally. Bobby's almost like the receptionist for the office, you know? Like, That's it, exactly. That's exactly what he is. You know, right. he's, he's the hunter's receptionist, you know? Yeah. It's like, it, well, because it's funny because everybody's always like, every receptionist, they're always like, they know everything. Like, <laughs> yep. I don't know the answer to this question, they will, you know? And so it's kind of like, okay, you know? <laughs> Bobby's just, yeah. I, I kind of wonder if he knows the other you know, okay, so in my experience with receptionists, blah, 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 they all know each other, and they all know everything about their own specific little areas or whatever, so it's kind of like, do all, like, the Bobbies know each other? Yeah, yeah, Let I me wonder. for your call real quick to somebody. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, yeah, it's kind of interesting. I don't know. It's It's always kind of been, like, an odd thing to me. I don't know. Right. I love it. I love that we get a glimpse into Bobby's life and that it is basically being taken advantage of. Oh, for sure. Like, that's yeah. like his whole life is just, like, doing everything for everybody else. Like, mm-hmm. I kind of wonder if he likes if he likes to do that or if he just, like, kind of got stuck with it, you know, because he, like, knows all the things. Yeah. But, like, because, you, I mean, yeah, you see Bobby going hunting, but you realize that, like, he spends most of his time helping other people hunt you know like yeah get to actually do a whole lot of hunting and so I kind of wonder if he like if that's how he likes it or if he would rather be out hunting you know yeah you're right I don't know I don't know it's a whole it's a whole thing um I just and okay I just forget how much I love this episode you know like I've seen it like I think twice now Mm -hmm. and or no three times this would have been my third time I think seeing it and it's just so funny, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> it's great. I just love it. There's so many things that happen that I'm like, this is the best. <laughs> yeah, I really, um, I was really kind of bummed that Marcy turned him down for date night. I mean, okay, but if somebody runs someone through a wood chipper and it splatters all over you, I think I'd be a little hesitant about a date too. Yeah, but, like, that thing that he splattered all over her in the wood chipper was trying to kill her. So, she knows that he saved her. Yes, but also, you know, like, (laughs) I feel like I would need time to process that as well. Yeah, maybe. You know, like... I think I'd be like, dear God, thank you, yes. Let's go have a date. I feel like I would be... My hero. Yeah, I'd be like... My hero, also, I'm going to need time to process this, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, but I would probably, honestly, if I was in the same situation as her, probably say no, too, until maybe later, you know, and be like, oh, okay, like, I guess this is fine, but, like, mm-hmm. 
I just needed some time to like, you know, come to terms with what I now know is my, my life, you know? <laughs> right. But yeah, I don't know if, yeah, mm, I, I don't think I'd be able to just be like, yep, let's go on a date, you know? <laughs> okay. I think I would. I don't think I would, but also. Also, I've never been covered in blood like that, so. Yeah, neither have I, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, mm. but yeah, okay, and I love Rufus and Bobby's relationship. They're like, oh, me too. They're like best friend. Like that's his best friend. They hate each other, but they're best friends. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and it, I don't know if it's just because of their personalities, but they're kind of like, hey, 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 buddy. You know, and Rufus, like Bobby's just so grumpy all the time that like you can tell that Rufus is probably his best friend, but then also Rufus is like a little more like I don't know he Rufus just isn't as grumpy and he's like I, you know I'm the the happy to your grumpy you know like yeah yeah I love Rufus <laughs> works I love their dynamic I love Rufus I love like all of his one-liners but I love Bobby and Rufus's dynamic together because he almost like kind of makes Bobby come out of a shell a little bit and like yeah way than anybody else does you know mm-hmm. but yeah, it's it's kind of great, and I love Bobby's rant that he goes on with the boys. Like, oh yeah, that was beautiful. Liners, you know, like, yeah. Which I mean, that's fair, you know. <laughs> it is fair, yeah. And they did; they weren't like thinking about, oh hey, you know, Crowley still got Bobby's soul. No. They weren't thinking about that. And how big of a deal was it when Dean? had a year to live and they were trying to get him out of that, you know, what a big deal that was, how much help Bobby gave them yeah, in, in trying right. to like free Dean out of the still and Bobby's soul now is on the line and they're just like, Oh, whatever. Yeah. But do you think that that's because he has 10 years rather than one and they're like, we can deal with this another time and this is what we need. Yeah. To I'm sure that's part of it. But that's yeah. kind of what I gathered from it, you know, like, yeah he's got more time. We can do other things. We don't have to deal with that right now. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. That's, <laughs> it's, it, it's an interesting thing. Also. Okay. My last thought, I really want to go to Scotland. <laughs> oh my God. I would love to go to Scotland. I That's hear it's just beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I just, I think my parents have been there, but Okay, and this is probably also me, like, loving Outlander. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've been a fan of bagpipes, though, for a really long time. <laughs> yeah, oh, <that's laughs> like, hilarious. I know a lot of people don't like them because they're loud, but I love them. And, like, every time I hear, like, bagpipe music, I just, like, I'm like, yes, let's go, you know? Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. And, like... I've been to, like, a few different, you know, like, the Highland Games and stuff that they have kind of nearby here and mm -hmm. all that, and I just love it. Like, I love everything about it, you know? Like, it, it, it's great. <laughs> yeah. They're so, I mean, the people that I've met that are Scottish are really friendly, you know? Like, mm -hmm. yeah, they kind of have, like, a take-no-shit attitude. They're, like, kind of, you know, like, okay, you know, this is how it is, but, like, they're great, you know? And, like, yeah. I, I like being around people like that. Like, you're going to call it as you see it, but also you're not going to be a total dick, you know? Like, yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> but, but, yeah, so. 
anyways, I just want to go so bad at some point. I you should. I, I want to. I think my, um, my next, like, big vacation or big trip that I want to do, though, is totally Australia. Oh, that would be fun. Actually, you know what? I don't want to go to Australia because of the critters they have there. They do have a lot of critters there, but I guess from, so like I know some people from Australia and they're like, yeah, you see those things every once in a while, but all all together, like you don't really see them that much. So it's not like you're having to like dodge spiders as you're walking down the road that are the size of dogs, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Uh. Like also they have spiders there that eat birds. Like. I know. I don't think I'm okay with that. (laughs) Yeah, the Goliath bird eater. That's the one. That's, like, bigger than your hand. Oh, they're way bigger than your hand. Yeah. Imagine walking through a spider web of that caliber. (laughs) Oh, my God. I would just puke everywhere. I would, too. I'd just be like, (laughs) oh, so nasty but at least you would be able to see the spider in the web if they're that big you know so you yeah that's true avoid it you know like i kind of think that those would be a little bit better because then you can like see them and know to avoid them or like the little ones kind of sneak up on you <laughs> yeah oh i'm feeling all creepy crawly right now no, i don't like it it's getting all itchy yeah <laughs> ew <laughs> Ugh. Ugh, I still keep thinking about that spider that I smashed in the bathtub that like crunched you know like, yeah <laughs> I might never ever get over that octopus spider like every time I think about that I just want to vomit everywhere I definitely don't yeah Mm-mm. Nope. I, can't, I can't deal like I, I just can't deal with spiders I just can't and, and like the ones that are big like that I feel like they'd just be so wet when you squish them that like <laughs> oh yeah they are they'd, like pop like a grape <laughs> yeah oh, <God. laughs> gross 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 I can't I can't deal with this <laughs> but ooh. anyways oh I forgot I have another I have another thought here too I think this is our first moose you know, I feel like it's our second moose. I feel like we've talked about it before and it, it's happened once before, but you might be right. I don't know. I don't know. It's either our first or second moose, but I don't remember the first one if there yeah. was the first one. So I'm going to go with this is one of the first of the mooses. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I just, I just love that nickname for him. Like, okay. Yeah. He's got like, moose is a good one though, but I can't like, once he starts calling them all the girl names, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's great. I think, like, Samantha's my favorite. He just is like, oh, Samantha. But anyways, doesn't he have a girl name for Dean at one point, too? Oh, I can't remember that. I don't know. I don't remember. Maybe I don't think so. waiting for there to be a, Dean, a girl name for Dean because I was like, oh, if you give one to one, you got to give it to the other, right? And yeah. I don't know if it ever happened or not, but. I, maybe it's just something that I wish happened. You know? Yeah. Because, <laughs> I don't know, whatever. But uh, what was your favorite moment from this episode? My favorite moment is when um, uh, when Bobby goes off on Sam and Dean, for yeah. sure, hands down. I yeah. mean, that was just amazing to like, hear him just... Take back, Bobby. Take back. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Just to freak out on them and be like, you know, you're not the center of the universe. 
Yeah. And you idiots forgot that like I don't have my, or, you know, that I'm damned. I'll be damned if I'm going to sit back and be damned. I loved yeah. that line. <laughs> yeah. Um, what yeah. was your favorite moment? Well, I think mine, well, I've, I've got two. <laughs> okay. So the first one, which is kind of like the least of my two favorite moments, but it was the, ah, okie dokie, wood chipper. <laughs> that pretty much trumps everything, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I cackled. <laughs> but the one that I really cackled at was, no, Garth, not me, the FBI, the real FBI. How are you still alive? You yeah. Know? <laughs> and because... <laughs> hey, we know Garth, you know, like, and like, well, we don't know Garth yet, but like, you and I know Garth, and her mm-hmm. and who has watched everything knows Garth, and it just, it just makes so much sense with his personality, like, I yeah. love Garth, I love him, he's kind of frustrating sometimes, but like, he is the greatest. Yes, <laughs> he he's wonderful. But, Did I ever make you watch Dale and Tucker versus Evil? It might be Tucker and Dale versus Evil. But it's that one where those hillbillies are... Yeah, and there's like all the accidental deaths. Yeah, 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 and the wood chipper scene. That's what the yeah. wood chippers remind me of now. And yeah, he's too. talking to the cop and he's like, he just he just threw himself into the wood chipper. Yeah. And he's like holding a foot. Yeah. Oh, I love that movie. That's a great movie. That, that was a pretty good one. I remember that scene. That I do. And I do. I think of that like almost every time there's a wood chipper around, I think of accidentally tripping into one. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I see them on like the sides of the road all the time when they're like cutting down branches and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And they, and they always have wood chippers. And I'm just like, don't jump in there, bro. Don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that that's it's great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I seriously have that thought every time though. Um so our interesting facts in this one, um it says this is Jensen Apple's first time directing a supernatural episode. Uh, oh, I did not know that. Kind of like I I think it's great that he directed this one and that's just like hilarious, you know? Yeah, that is pretty good. Like I don't know. I think Jensen in real life, like he, he's funny, but he's also kind of like serious at the same time, you know, like, I don't know. I just, I just think it's great. (laughs) Um, it says Dean and Sam are hunting, uh, Lamia, which is the same creature from drag me to hell, which is the movie mentioned by Bobby's neighbor, Marcy. Mm -hmm. Um, Alan Ackles, who is Jensen Ackles' father, has an uncredited part as the voice of a newscaster heard on Bobby's TV. Um, oh, cool. Jensen Ackles has, had seen the part on the script and thought his dad could do it. The part was recorded over the phone as Alan Ackles sat in the studio in his house in Texas in his bathrobe sipping his coffee. <laughs> oh, okay. Yes, please. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um... It says, when Dean calls Bobby, the caller ID shows the name John P. Jones. Um, John Paul Jones was a member of Led Zeppelin, which is Dean's favorite band. Mm -hmm. And also, I think, like, Jensen's favorite band, because he, well, I mean, I don't know for sure, but, like, he also did name his son Zeppelin, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you know. (laughs) He must be, yeah. It's gotta be, yeah. Um... He says, one of Bobby's phones is marked with the name Frank Castle. Um, this is the name of Marvel's Punisher. Oh, I didn't know that. I don't know anything really about Marvel, so 
Yeah, same. Say anything. <laughs> it says the title is a play on the 1989 dark comedy Weekend at Bernie's from 19. 19- why does it say 1989? And then for, okay, anyways, <laughs> um, it says the character Gavin McLeod is named after actor Gavin McLeod. Um, I said, I read that funny. Anyways, the character is named after the actor. Um, <laughs> yeah. Among his many roles in movies and television, McLeod is best known as Murray Slaughter in the Mary Tyler, Mary Tyler Moore show from 1970 and Captain Stubing in the Love Boat from 1977 um it says bobby takes no dose caffeine tablets to stay awake which i've never heard of. i knew i figured he was taking caffeine tablets but i couldn't tell like i couldn't read the bottle oh yeah no i totally have no dose okay like, for, yeah i to for like those mornings where i don't want to want to like drink any liquid yeah you know like if i'm going on an airplane ride yeah you know what i mean that kind of thing oh i feel like that would just make me run to the bathroom every five minutes faster you know like yeah I don't know I just <laughs> getting yeah. caffeine drip <laughs> I would get it all at once and then just freak out you know yeah it's oh, funny <laughs> um it says Bobby says to Crowley I'm gonna go dateline on your ass <laughs> not in your ass <laughs> not in your ass but on your ass you know right um before he reveals the glow-in-the-dark devil's trap um dateline nbc from 1992 was known to feature hidden camera sting operations for catching sex offenders and con men um crowley's reply i hope that's paint may refer to the fact that human sperm glows under uv light (laughs) yep that's exactly what he meant by that yep (laughs) (laughs) it's like "Mm, i've seen dateline you know (laughs) yeah I hope that that's paint, you know. I hope that's paint. <laughs> and not Bobby Spoo. Ew. <laughs> I went there. I'm sorry. <laughs> Anyways, I'm going to move right on from that. <laughs> it says Rufus mentioned that some items for Gavin McLeod's ship are on display at the Maritime Museum, uh, specifically Gavin's ring. In a later episode, Sam and Dean have to visit the display for a haunted necklace, um, oddly enough, belonging to Gavin's jilted lover. Hmm, okay. Um, it says this is the first time that Garth is mentioned. Um, okay. Bobby says it's a wonder he's still alive, and we meet him in season seven. So that's Okay, next season. Later. Okay. Yeah. Um, it says, um, the character of Gavin McLeod was a passenger on a ship that went down and was lost at sea. Um, this is an in-joke reference to the love boat from 1977, although there was no love lost between Gavin and his father, Crowley. Okay. Um, it, sa- it says, um, when the FBI agent comes to Bobby's house, Bobby says he has a body in the basement as well as in the yard, but later you see that the body in the basement would actually be only ash as the demon burned to death. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, like, because they show at the very end, like, crumbling. Yeah, it just, like, crumbles away into ash. Yeah. Um, 
So the last one, it says at the end of the story, when the boys are driving and talking to Bobby on speakerphone, um, Dean is steering from the right side of the car. That's because they're still in Scotland after digging up Crowley's bones. Um, in the UK and most of its territories, they drive on the left side of the road and the steering column is on the right side of the car, which is directly opposite to the US and Canada. Um, the car they were driving was an Austin Metro. It's about the size of the original Mini. Oh, okay. Huh. So... It looked bigger than that. It did look a little... I mean, they were kind of hunched over in there. Yeah, maybe the original minis aren't so mini. You know what I mean? Maybe. So, but yeah. I feel like when you've got a car with a guy that's 6'1 and a guy that's like 6'4 in there, like anything's going to be mini, so... Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so the research that we did um, from this week... Uh, we decided to look up the Okami and the Wamiya because I don't, we never see those again. Yeah, I don't think so. Because they don't do this whole international shit very often. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so the Okami, this is off of slife.org, which is the spiritual life, I guess. Um, there's not much that I found on the Okami. I guess it's like a popular video game thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there's, that's a whole thing. Um, so this is, um, so there's, I found like kind of like a list of the different ones and just kind of like a little explanation, but, um, so it says, this is a list of divinities native to Japanese beliefs and religious traditions. Uh, many of these are from Shinto, while others were imported via Buddhism or Taoism and integrated into Japanese mythology and folklore. Um, kami, Shin, or archaically Jin, um, is defined in English as a god or a spirit or a spiritual essence. Um, all these terms meaning the, ener meaning the energy generating a thing. Uh, since the Japanese language does not distinguish between singular and plural, kami refers to the divinity or sacred essence that manifests in multiple forms. Um, rocks, trees, rivers, animals, places, and even people can be said to possess the nature of kami. Um, kami and people exist within the same world and share its interrelated um, complexity. So the... So there's no such thing as Okami. It's a, let me scroll to the thing here. I'm trying to find it. So it's Kura Okami um, or Okami. Um, so it's a legendary Japanese dragon and Shinto deity of rain and snow. Oh, cool. So, okay. I that's pretty much the I have looked through so many websites. <laughs> yeah. And I, this is pretty much the only thing that's like you know, a, agreed on. Like I could kind of get some sort of like, oh, you know, this like the Kurokami is like the daughter or son or something of these two other deities or something like that, but that's like really the only other thing I could get onto okay, it there is not like uh this is what it does or this is you know like other than it's the deity of rain and snow so okay. Got <laughs> that's it. it wasn't super exciting but that is our okami that's all i could find <laughs> okay so 
like, okay, folks, if you are from Japan, because I know we've got a couple of listeners from Japan, let us know, like, because I'm sure that there's something else about this. If you know anything else about this, let us know, because I'm curious, because I spent, like, <laughs> 30 minutes going through Google, just clicking on all these different links, trying to find some, in like, some sort of, you know, facts about it that wasn't to do with whatever video game it is that it's featured in. Yeah. But I didn't really find much. So it'd be interesting to, to know if you guys know. So yeah. Send us an email. Tell us please. Yeah. <laughs> um, the Lamia though was a little bit easier. <laughs> um, so this is off of, oh, the, theoi.com it's t-h-e-o-i um dot com and so this it said this is for the lamia it says the lamia was a child devouring sea monster or night haunting demon um she was a daughter of poseidon and mother of the monsters scylla skyla i don't know and hmm akilos I'm going to go with, <laughs> um, the shark. Um, Lamia was originally a Libyan queen loved by Zeus. Um, when his jealous wife Hera learned of their affair, she stole away Lamia's children and the woman driven mad with grief tore out her own eyes. Um, mm. Zeus then transformed her into a monster, allowing her to exact revenge by devouring the children of others. Um, it says, Lamia was often described as a boogeyman, um, a night-haunting demon which preyed on children. Um, she was sometimes pluralized into, go into a host of ghostly, vampiric uh, Lamiae. I'm guessing is how you say that. Um, <laughs> Lamia was no doubt first in... in blah, 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 blah. Hold on. <laughs> Envisaged. However, as, I was like, this word does not, like... My brain's not computing right now. Uh -huh. uh, I was like, I know this word. Why isn't it coming out of my mouth? Um, so, however, as a sea monster, for she was a daughter of Poseidon, and her name is simply the ancient Greek word for a large, dangerous loan shark. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and not, like, a lone L-O-A-N shark, right, but, like, L-O-E-N, like, an, a, a single shark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, L-O-N-E, you mean? Yeah. Did, is that what I didn't? What you did said L-O-E-N. Oh, yeah. No, L-O-N-E. Good grief. Yeah, yeah. I was looking at it, too, as I was spelling it. Sometimes I think I'm a little bit dyslexic. That's okay. <laughs> um, she was probably identified with the sea goddess um, Keto, um, for both are described as the mother of the monstrous Skyla. Or Skyla. Um, her other child's Achilles, the lipless one. <laughs> Oh, right. What a name! The lipless one? <laughs> to be known as the lipless one. Gross. <laughs> uh, um, so, the lipless one was transformed into a small shark by Aphrodite. Um, so, it says her parents are Poseidon and Balos, um, and then her offspring are Skyla, Achilles, um, Sibylla, Herophil, Herophile, and then Sibla. Okay. So, I don't know. I mean, kind of fun. 
little sea monster. We've got every our time, little, like... Yeah, every time I've heard of a Lamia, I thought it was a type of vampire. So that's, uh, that's interesting that it's more of a sea monster. Well, I this mean, is, it like... Yeah, so, but there's only the one. So, and obviously this isn't, like, in Supernatural, they might have found a different reference to, like, go off of, but this oh, yeah. is, like, what came up as, like, a Greek mythology type thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Cool. But, yeah, so, kind of fun. There there wasn't, you know, not a ton of research this week, but I figured since we never hear from these guys ever again that, It'd be kind of interesting, especially since they're more of like the international. Variety, yeah, for sure. Know? Yeah. But yeah. So, what was your Idjit or Aspet moment? So, my Idjit or Aspet moment was <laughs> so it's been a little smoky here in Washington, for sure. Yes, like, and by awesome. a little, I mean a lot. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's really like I've never seen it this smoky ever. So, that's a little bit kind of like "Eh, great but um before it got too bad it was only like the first night of it being like kind of smoky but not even really that much and so I was like oh I didn't even think about it because usually I've been sleep you know I sleep with my windows open so that way I can get cool air into my apartment and um I you know then opened the windows and went to bed and woke up the next morning and like my throat was burning, my eyes were burning, my oh, nose no. was burning, and then, okay, I felt like a suit, like, it was an idiot moment, for sure, but then I felt like a real-ass butt, because poor Steve, I guess he sleeps in the bed with me, he, like, wakes up, and he's like, at me, like, he's got a sore throat, too, and he's got, like, crusty stuff around his nose, and oh. I was like, oh, no, my poor little ashy kitty, <laughs> poor little guy. <laughs> Like, I'm sure he's probably like, why is my throat hurt? Why is it spicy? Yeah. (laughs) Have you seen those? Have I showed, have I sent you any of those videos? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, why is it spicy? Mm -hmm. It's a whole TikTok thing right now. And let's be real. I spend a little bit too much time on TikTok just scrolling around sometimes. But yeah. So you're fine. I spend way too much time on Tumblr. So (laughs) yeah. So I definitely like. (laughs) I, yeah, I I felt real bad. And I was like, if my throat burns, I'm sure his does. And he doesn't understand why it burns. He's just looking at me going, why do I feel like this? You know? Yeah. But I felt really bad. So poor guy. It was, I was an idiot, but I was almost, or I was always, God, English. (laughs) I was an idiot, but I was also an ass butt to poor Steve. Yeah, poor little guy. That's the saddest thing. Yeah, my voice has still not quite been the same since then. Like, I think I sound a little funny. I don't know if I sound like too much, but I definitely feel a little scratchy for sure. Yeah, for the last like few days because. You know, I've got Toby who's outside. So, you know, I go to the barn and I spend a couple hours out there. I woke up um, a couple mornings ago and my voice is like gone. And yeah. I sounded like a full on man. You know, right. <laughs> I was just like, this is not good. <laughs> this should yeah. not hang out. And it wouldn't go away because usually you can kind of like talk a little bit in the morning and it goes away or you like, you know, have a drink and it goes away. And like, it wasn't going away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure what date we're publishing this, but we're recording this on September 17th. So it is incredibly smoky outside still. We've like the whole West is just burning. 
Yeah, it's so, it's not good. It's every been, time yeah, yeah, every time I go outside my throat starts hurting and my eyes start watering. Yeah, my I can definitely like I can definitely smell it. It's interesting though cuz like where I am anyways, I'm like an hour and a half away from you where I am. It's like almost wet though too. You know like Ew. it's like kind of mistyish here which you would think would like collect the ash, but like I don't know if it's actually misty or if it's just that thick to where I feel like I'm breathing in and it's the air is thick. Yeah. You know. It, it's just weird and it's like weirdly cool, you mm-hmm. know. It's just the whole thing is just odd, you know, like yeah. it, we went from being like 80 degrees to like cold and smoky. It's just like, I don't know why it would be like, it's not cold. Oh, it's still hot here. But like, it's cooler for sure. It is, than it is it a little cooler. Yeah. It's not in the nineties anymore. Thank God. Yeah. But it's like, I think in like the seventies ish here, yeah. like, it went down quite a bit, but mm-hmm. I don't know, which I guess is fine, but I'm just kind of like, huh, you know? <laughs> so yeah, there Anyways. was a, there was a fire about uh, a mile away from our house a couple days ago. Yeah. And I was like, oh, they got it <coughs> contained. Someone, I don't know if someone lit it on fire or what, if it was accidental, but it was, um, um, behind an old elementary school that isn't being used anymore. Yeah. So, and I was freaked out. I was like, oh, cause they evacuated some houses, not, not like close to me or anything. But again, it was only a mile away. The wind was blowing the other way. Thank God. But I was like, yeah. I was like, do I need to like pack, start packing? Like, do I need to start packing up right now? Cause yeah, you know, like what, what the fuck, but they got it under control, which was amazing. So thank you yeah. to all the firefighters. Oh my God. Yes. You guys are awesome. All the firefighters and first responders of any variety right now mm-hmm. are just like, <laughs> you guys are, you guys are great <laughs> and your job kind of sucks sometimes and we're sorry, but we're glad that you do what you do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's definitely, it's been, it's been pretty decent here for sure. There's been a couple of fires that have been not super close to me, but fairly close so mm-hmm. it's a little bit like oh <laughs> great you know like, yeah hopefully it doesn't make its way over here but I know right because like the last couple years like yeah we get smoke and stuff from fires but it's usually like from you know California or something like it's not close by where these ones are like close by you know mm-hmm. so yeah you guys global warming is a thing climate change is a thing <laughs> agreed <laughs> it's <Yes>. a problem <laughs> but Anyways, so what was your Ijadaraspa moment from this week? All right, this happened a while ago. Um, I, um, like when I, (laughs) I don't know how to segue into this, sorry. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Basically, I was changing in my room Uh and I did not have the curtains closed and there's a house behind us. It's like the back of their house. Uh and I, I hadn't closed the curtains and I just had my boobs out and I was trying to find, (laughs) I was trying to find a shirt and, um, my curtains were open and I hear someone go, hello, hello, I can hear you or I can see you. Oh no! I can see you. Hello. And I was like, oh my God. (laughs) And I like covered myself and closed the curtains. And so basically I flashed my neighbor. So... (laughs) that happened Ugh. okay not gonna lie though like this is why i want to live in the country you know like 
Yeah. I just wasn't thinking, you know, it's like, it's like, I never see anybody in those windows, you know what I mean? Yeah. But the houses here are really close together. So yeah, they are. Yeah. Yeah. You think it, I think it's weird that they like warned me or like told me that they could see me. You think they would just, if made them uncomfortable, you think they'd just turn away. But also they probably wanted you to be sure that you knew that what you were doing, you know, they were probably like, ah, like what's going on? Also, yeah. hey lady, guess what you're doing? You know, like, yeah, <laughs> you are straight up flashing me your boobies. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm sure that they just wanted to like, make sure that you didn't do it again you know like <laughs> yeah yeah you're probably right yeah you know, like <laughs> it's like let's never have this happen again and it's a family that lives there so maybe it was like you know <laughs> please don't show my children your boobs <laughs> exactly yeah or like my wife doesn't want to see this either you know yeah yeah <laughs> but it was yeah it was definitely a guy <laughs> oh that's that's even worse yeah like I would be slightly I mean I wouldn't be okay with it but it would be a little bit less traumatic if it, I flashed a girl because listen we all got the same shit but yeah. like flashing some random dude eh, I'd be a little bit probably terrified about that you know? yeah <laughs> yeah it happened well uh. you know, as it does <laughs> Well, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. You can email us at idgitsandaspetspodcast at gmail.com. The word and is spelled out. Or visit our Facebook page, Idgits and Aspets, a supernatural podcast. You can also find us on Instagram at Idgits and Aspets Podcast. Thanks again. Thank you.